Hey everyone and welcome back to an all new, brand new episode of Unknown Serial Killer. First and foremost, thank you guys for tuning in and joining me each and every week to uncover these murderous unknown serial killers that no one has ever heard about. If you've never heard of any of these serial killers that we've talked about up here, where you've come to the right place. So please continue to tune in, tell a friend, tell a friend to tell a friend to tune in to unknown serial killers. Of course, viewers' discretion is advised because we are talking about murder, violence, and possible drug use, but of course, murder and violence because this is why we're here. And if you missed any of the episodes in any of the seasons, please go back and go listen to them because you don't want to miss. Without further ado, let's get right into it and talk about Christopher Wilder. Christopher Bernard Wilder was born on March 13, 1945 in Sydney, New South Wales, Australia. The oldest of four sons to an American father, Coley Chapman Wilder, a naval officer and an Australian mother, June Wilder Decker. He nearly died at birth and reportedly almost drowned in a swimming pool at the age of two. On January 4, 1963, age 17, Wilder raped a 13-year-old girl in company with two other young men, both of whom denied being involved in the actual assault. Wilder was sentenced to probation and claimed later in life that he also received an electric shock therapy. It has been suggested that this therapy aggravated Wilder's violent sexual tendencies. However, Journalist Duncan McNabb had claimed that there was no evidence that he underwent electroshock therapy and that the story of Wilder's near drowning was an invention of Wilder himself. Wilder married in 1968, but his wife left him after one week because of his sexual abuse and after she found lingerie and naked photos of women in a briefcase inside his car. In November 1969, Wilder used nude photographs to extort sex from an Australian student nurse. She complained to the police, but charges were ultimately dropped when she refused to testify in court. He immigrated to the United States in 1969 and lived in Bolton Beach, Florida, in a sizable waterfront upscale home 25 miles south of Palm Beach, Florida, and was successful in real estate. He frequently traveled to Hawaii, and the Bahamas. He also developed an interest in pho photograph, photography and have converted a bedroom into a dark room. Attached to it was another secret room he used to develop photographs he took of his sexual crimes. From about 1971 through 1975, Wilder faced various charges related to sexual misconduct. He raped a young woman he had lured into his truck on the pretense of photography photographing her for a modeling contract. This was the first part of his modus operandi during his last crime spree. Despite several convictions, Wilder was never jailed for any of these offenses. In 1977, a psychologist deemed him unsafe except in a structured environment and noticed his need to dominate women and his desire to turn them into slaves for his pleasure. Wilder had expressed interest in a white slavery and spoke of his sexual fantasies, which involved twisting a woman's nipples during sex and slapping and kicking his sexual partners. While visiting his parents in Australia in 1982, Wilder was charged with sexual offenses against two 15-year-old girls whom he had forced to pose nude 
His parents posted bail, and he was allowed to return to Florida to await trial, but court delays prevented his case from ever being heard, and the eventual initial hearing date of April 1984 came after his death. Additionally, two other young girls, aged 10 and 12, later identified Wilder from mugshots as the man who abducted them in Bolton Beach, Florida in 1983 and forced them to perform oral sex on him. The first murder attributed to Wilder was that of 20-year-old Rosario Teresa Gonzalez, who was last seen on February 26, 1984 at the Miami Grand Prix, where she was employed as a spokesmodel at a temporary job distribution samples of aspiring for a pharmaceutical company. Witnesses stated that she left the Grand Prix track between noon and one with a Caucasian man in his 30s. Her blue 1980 Oldsmobile Cutlass was found parked near DuPont Plaza. Wilder was a race car driver who frequently who frequented the Miami Grand Prix racetracks and was also at the race where he raced in the IMSA GTU class in the Porsche 911. On March 5th, Wilder's former girlfriend, Miss Florida, finalist Elizabeth Ann Beck Kenyon, 23, went missing. She dated Wilder for a period of time and was proposed to by him, but she could decline due to their age difference. She is believed to have been last seen with him at a gas station near Miami. Her car was found six days later abandoned at the Miami airport. Gonzalez was an inspiring model at the time of her disappearance and had participated in the Miss Florida beauty contest along with Kenyon. Neither woman's remains have ever been found. On March 18th, Wilder led 21-year-old Teresa Ann Terry White Ferguson away from the Merritt Square Mall in Merritt Island, Florida. He murdered Ferguson and dumped her body at Cannibal Groves, where it was discovered on March 23rd. Wilder's next victim was 19-year-old Linda Grove from Florida State University, where he abducted from the Governor Square Mall in Tallahassee, Florida, and transported to Bainbridge, Georgia on March 20th. He had declined, she had declined his offer to photograph her for the modeling agency, after which he insulted her in the parking lot. Wilder tied Grove's hands, wrapped her, wrapped her in a blanket, and put her in the trunk of the car. Grover was taken to Glen Oaks Motel and was raped. Wilder blinded her with a blow dryer and super glue. He applied copper wires to her feet and passed an electric current through them. When she tried to get away, he beat her, but she escaped and locked herself in the bathroom. That's the only thing she could do. I mean, she had to think fast and she had to think quick. She locked herself in the bathroom where she began pounding on the walls. Wilder fled in his car, taking all of Grover's belongings with him. On March 21st, Wilder approached Terry Diane Graham Walden, a 23-year-old wife, mother, and nursing student at Lamar University at Beaumont, Texas, about posing as a model. She turned him down but ran across him again two days later, March 23rd, and he kidnapped her then. Wilder raped her, stabbed her to death, and dumped her body in a canal where she was found on March 26. After killing Walden, Wilder fled in his rust in her rust-colored 1981 Mercury Cougar. On March 25th, Wilder abducted 21-year-old Susan Wendy 
Dutch and Logan at the Penn Square Mall in Oklahoma City. Wilder took her 180 miles north to Newton, Kansas, and checked into room 30 of the Interstate 35 Inn. After breakfast the next morning, he drove to Milford Reservoir, 90 miles northeast of Newton, near Junction City, Kansas, where he stabbed her to death and dumped her body under a cedar tree. Wilder took 18-year-old Cheryl Lynn captive in Grand Junction, Colorado, on March 29th. They were seen together at a diner in Silverton, where they told staff they were heading for Las Vegas with the stop in Durango on the way. On March 30th, they were seen at the Four Corners Monument, after which Wilder checked into the Page Boy Motel in Page, Arizona. Arizona. Wilder shot and stabbed Cheryl to death around March 30th near the Kanab River in Utah, but her body was not found until May 3rd. Wilder killed 17-year-old Michelle Lynn Korfman, an inspiring model who disappeared from a 17 magazine cover model competition at the Meadows Mall in Las Vegas on April 1st. A photograph was taken of Wilder stalking her at the competition. Her body remained undiscovered near a Southern California roadside rest stop until May 11 and was not identified until mid-June via dental x-rays. On April 4th, near Torrance, California, Wilder photographed 16-year-old Tina Marie Versico before abducting her and driving her to El Centero, where he assaulted her. Wilder apparently believed that Rosico could be used, used in helping him get other victims, so he kept her alive and took her with him as he traveled back east through Prescott, Arizona, Joplin, Missouri, and Chicago, Illinois. Wilder had been on the FBI's 10 most wanted fugitive list since the second week of April. He and Rosico went to Maryville, Indiana on April 10th, but she helped him abduct 16-year-old Donette Sue Wilt at the South Lake Mall. Wilder raped Wilt several times as Rosecco drove to New York. Near Penn Yan, Wilder took Wilt into the woods and attempted to suffocate her before stabbing her twice and leaving her. Wilt managed to tie a pair of jeans around herself and flag down help. She was taken to Soldiers and Sailors Hospital in Penn Yan by truck driver Charlie Lorson. Wilder had doubled back and returned to the spot where he left her to make sure she was dead. He panicked on seeing she had fled. Dr. John Flynn performed a life-saving surgery on Wilt at the hospital, and she survived and recuperated at Soldiers and Sailors Hospital. She told local police that Wilder was heading for Canada. At the Eastview Mall in Victor, New York, Wilder forced 33-year-old Beth Eileen Spotford Dodge into his car and had Rosico follow him and Dodge's Pontiac Firebird. After a short drive, Wilder shot Dodge and dumped her body into a gravel pit. Versico and he then drove to the Firebird to Logan Airport in Boston, where he brought her a ticket to Los Angeles. Wilder then headed north, and in Beverly, Massachusetts, he attempted to abduct a woman at gunpoint, but he was unsuccessful. On March 13th, Wilder stopped at Vicks Getty, service station in Coldbrook, New Hampshire, to ask directions to Canada. Two New Hampshire state troopers, Leo Jellison and Wayne Fortner, approached Wilder, who retreated to his car to arm himself with the Colt Python 357 Magnum. Jellison was able to grab Wilder from behind, and in the scuffle, two shots were fired. The first bullet hit Wilder and exited through his back and into Jellison, 
The second bullet hit Wilder in the chest. Wilder died. Dellison was severely wounded, but recovered and returned to full duty. A copy of the novel, The Collector by John Fowles, in which a man keeps a woman in his cellar against her against her will until she dies, was found amongst his possessions after his death. Wilder was cremated in Florida, leaving a personal estate worth more than $70 million. In June 1986, a court appointed ruled that their after-tax balance was to be divided among the families of his victims. Now, that's definitely that's definitely a lot to take in. Um, there probably is going to be a part two because we have some additional victims and we do have an actual video clip. So... We're going to stop it right here, and I hope to see you guys in part two, so stay tuned. Hey guys, and welcome back to Unknown Serial Killers. This is the part two of the Christopher Wilder story. Let's just jump right in. Along with the eight known victims murdered between February and April 1984, Wilder has been suspected in the murders and disappearance of many other women, including some whose remains were found around Florida and areas he was known to frequent in his home country of Australia. Wilder is one of three suspects in Australia's unsolved Wanda Beach murders. The murders of 15-year-old Marianne Schmidt and Christine Sherrock at Wanda Beach near Sydney on January 11, 1965. Because of his similarity to a suspect sketch and that two years prior to Wanda Beach murders, he had been convicted of a gang rape on a Sydney beach. The day after they were both reported missing by family, both women were found partially buried in the sand. A blow to the back of the head had shattered Sherrock's skull and she had received 14 knife wounds. Schmidt had been stabbed six times and had her throat severely cut. Attempts to have been made to rape both girls and their underwear had been cut. Both girls had semen stains on their clothes when an autopsy revealed that their hymens were still intact. The case is currently the oldest under review by the New South Wales Unsolved Homicide Unit. Um, let's see. Wilhelma Kruger, a 56-year-old cleaning lady, was murdered at Wallagons. Piccadilly Century on Saturday, January 29th, 1966. A butcher who had arrived for work at 5.45 a.m. found her body, a bloody body, at the bottom of the basement level staircase. She had been forcibly pulled down the escalators and stairs after being attacked three stories up, possibly around 4.30 a.m. She was discovered naked from the chest down, having been stabbed, strangled, and mutilated. Additionally, the police discovered burns from cigarettes on her clothing and blonde hair at the site. Prior to the murder, Kruger started to feel as though someone was stalking her, so her husband drove her to work. The homicide is still unsolved and is regarded as one of the most notorious in state history. A 27-year-old store employee and prostitute from Bondi named Anne Vanished after leaving the, text, the taxi club in King's Cross on Wednesday, February 16, 1966, at midnight. Ten days later, on February 26, at about 5.30 p.m., a truck driver who had stopped at the side of Old Ilaria Road 
and many to fix a tire discovered her partially clothed, stabbed, strangled, and mutilated body. Drag evidence revealed that Anne's body had been moved to a more obvious position three or four days or so before her body was discovered. The majority of Anne's clothing and belongings were also missing. Police immediately linked her brutal Jack the Ripper-like murder with that of Kruger and investigators from that crime were called in to assist. They believed that the murderer might have been the work of Juan the Beach Killer, primarily based on the circumstantial evidence and similarities in modus operandi. An unidentified woman's body was discovered in a field in New York on November 10, 1979. She had been shot twice, once in the front of the head and once in the back, and was the victim of a homicide. She was discovered shortly after her death, but she remains a John Doe until 2015, when she was identified as Chammy Joe Alexander, a 16-year-old who had vanished from Brooksville, Florida in 1979. Alexander may be connected to Wilder due to the fact that she was discovered wearing an auto sports pro products jacket. Wilder was well known for using auto sports products. The 38 caliber bullet that killed Alexander was found in the dirt beneath her body, and this caliber ammunition was commonly used in 357 caliber revolvers like the one found in Wilder's possession immediately after his death. There's no evidence that the rounds compatible with the pistol was determined through ballistics testing. Wilder is a suspect in the unsolved disappearance of 17-year-old Mary Opez, who went missing in Fort Myers, Florida, on January 16, 1981, and was last seen leaving the Edison Mall and headed towards the parking lot. Another girl who physically resembled Opez, 18-year-old Mary Elizabeth Hare, disappeared on February 11, 1981, from the same parking lot. Hare's body, which had decomposed, was found in June 1981 in a field near Alabama Road and Highway 82 in a remote, undeveloped area of Lee Acres, Florida. She had been stabbed in the back and was a victim of a homicide. Authorities began to suspect foul play was involved in Opez's case following this, but Opez had never been found. Skeletal remains were discovered in a green nylon bag on May 29, 1982, in a shallow grave at the 300 block of F Road, north of Southern Boulevard, and Florida, close to a property owned by Wilder. Although the manner of her death is unknown, she is believed to have been murdered. Using dental records, the remains of 17-year-old Tina Marie Beebe was identified as hers in July, 13, July 2013 by the Palm Beach County Sheriff's Office. On January 20th, 1981, she had told her sister that a man had offered her a job as a model before she disappeared in Fort Myers, Florida. On December 19, 1982, a real estate agent who was inspecting land discovered severely decomposed remains that belonged to a female. They were dispersed throughout thick bush in a wooden loca location 140 miles north of Ochibo Road of F Road. Oh, wow. It's just, and the list just keeps going and going. Tammy Lynn Leapert, 18, was last seen around 11.30 a.m. on July 6, 1983, in Cocoa Beach, Florida, while in a heated argument with the male companion. Leapert's family filed a $1 million lawsuit against Wilder before his death, but dropped the lawsuit afterward. Leapert's mother, modeling agent, Linda Curtis claimed that Wilder and Timmy met on the set of a 1983 comedy film, Spring Break, in Fort Lauderdale. 
She further claimed that he traveled to Brevard County where they lived in fruitless effort to convince her to let him photograph Tammy. She also recalled that a man strongly resembled him visiting her modeling agency several times in 1983 looking for models. However, she later stated that she never believed Wilder was involved in Tammy's disappearance. Police were unable to link Wilder to LaPorte. Wilder is the primary suspect in the disappearance of 15-year-old Colleen Emily Orsborn, who went missing after leaving her Daytona Beach home on March 15, 1984. She missed her school bus on the day of her disappearance and is believed to have skipped school to go to the beach. Wilder was staying at a motel in Daytona Beach on that same day. The disappearance of Colleen fits the pattern of Wilder, who often attacked near his birthday on Mar of March 13th. Also, one of Osborne's classmates claimed a man resembling Wilder had often heard $100 to pose for pictures. However, though he checked out on the day Osborne disappeared, no evidence had been found to connect him. Her body was discovered a few weeks later on April 6, 1984, partially buried near a lake in Orange County, Florida. Although it was initially ruled not to be her, and it was not formally identified using DNA testing until February 2011. So, those are most or majority of his victims. Now, we're going to listen to some victim impacts, and we're just... Yeah, we're just going to see what they have to say. A stunning breakthrough in one of Australia's most infamous unsolved crimes, the Wanda Beach murders. It happened on a popular Sydney beach way back in 1965. Two teenage girls, Marianne Schmidt and Christine Sharrock, sexually assaulted, murdered and partially buried in the sand dunes. For a shocked nation, it was a loss of innocence. Who could commit such a crime? It's a question that's tortured investigators for more than 50 years. As Michael Usher reports, police had him and the courts let him go. Let him go to become one of the worst serial killers in modern history. Absolutely, I was enchanted by him. A 16-year-old girl getting offered a modeling career. So I'm really interested in you. I think you have the look. And I uh, thought, wow, this is fantastic. So I'm thinking catwalk, bright lights, cameras. Fiona Parsons thought she was going to be famous. Approached out of the blue at Manly Beach by a charming, handsome fashion photographer. I just thought, you know, wow, you know, can I, I can't believe this is happening to me. Fiona wouldn't be the only attractive teenage girl to fall under his spell. He really presented well. I would have said that I met an articulate, intelligent, classy person. Christopher Bernard Wilder, the man in this grainy dating video. I have a, what I call a need to meet. Will torture and abuse dozens of women. I get put into the trunk of the car. He was electrocuting me. And he had super glued my eyes shut. 
wild egg would become one of the world's most sadistic predators and a serial killer, preying on young women here and in America for over two decades. There are very few people that have a brush with a serial killer like you've had. I was just very lucky. It all began here on Australian beaches. We're talking an Australian serial killer, which nobody's heard of, which is quite astonishing in itself. He made number one on the most wanted list of the FBI faster than anyone else in the United States. Well, he was a true psychopath, a true narcissist, pure evil. Pure evil that tonight we can trace all the way back to 1965 and to these Sydney sand dunes. We name Wilder as the number one suspect in the shocking and unsolved Wanda Beach murders of two teenage schoolgirls. He didn't just take your sister, did he? He took my life away from me. <laughs> Marion Schmidt and Christine Sharrock were not only neighbours in Sydney's West Ride in 1965, they were best friends. The girls were more mature than their 15 years of age. Marion... So that was just like a little bit of it. If you want to hear the rest, you could definitely go on YouTube and type in Chris Wilder, the snapshot killer. And the video is about 43 minutes and 50 seconds long. But um, that just goes to show you that you can't trust everybody with the camera and said that they're a model, that they are looking for models. So be careful guys thank you for tuning in and please join me next week for another unknown serial killer like i always tell you guys please 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 be very careful because you never know who these people have killed see you guys next week